Super Talk Mississippi media production. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome to Coast View, the show that celebrates the men and women who are making coastal Mississippi just a great place to live, work, and play. And that's never been more important than today. Hey, I've got a special guest today, another sort of pandemic diversion. Steve Azar is uh, the host of Mississippi, the Mississippi Minute on Super Talk Mississippi, uh, the named after the song he wrote. We're going to talk about his life story and his amazing pull to come back to Mississippi and what that's all about. So good morning, Steve. How are you doing, buddy? Ricky, thank you for having me. It's good to be back on the right side of the interview. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, this I'm really this is peaceful for me. <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I'm sure that it is. It's, you know what? It's a pleasure to to watch your show and to have this opportunity to meet you. We've never met before, but this has been a lot of fun getting prepared for this meeting because you're you're a, you're an interesting guy. You've got a lot of passion, and I can't wait to share you with uh, with the audience. Uh, Phil Bryant actually uh, appointed you the uh, music and cultural ambassador for the state of Mississippi. You're sort of the face of tourism. You continue to work with the MDA, the visit tourism, uh, visit Mississippi uh, area of the Miss- Mississippi development authority. That's pretty cool. Isn't it? I got to tell you, uh, it's, it's been one of the highlights. Uh, first of all, I've gotten to spend a lot of time with who I call my point guard. When I grew up, I shot in the basketball court. I shot all the time. I, I didn't see, I didn't see a bad shot. And Craig Ray, the director of Visit Mississippi, was a true point guard and a really good basketball player growing up. Good, really good athlete still. And we have been arm in arm together. He has showed me so much the, of the importance and the value of what I do um, for a living and how it affects the impact and the economic impact in a positive way on our economy. You know, the arts being so important of who we are as a people. So when Governor Bryant asked me to do this, it's been, it's been so humbling. I'm hoping Governor Reeves keeps me on for, for his next eight years. And uh, Craig and I can keep riding off in the sunset. It's, it's been a blessing. He's, he's become a dear friend. Well, we worked closely after Katrina. You know, I had him on the show yesterday and he thinks Great the world show. of you. Thinks, thinks the world of you. He says that he's never met a man that works harder, that you give well, 100%. He is, it's, it's, it's really amazing. I go, First of all, he absorbs information. He's the guy at the poker table that you think you're about to reach over and you're about to pull the pot. And all of a sudden he goes, wait a minute, I had laid my cards down. He didn't even say he's laid his <laughs> cards down and he pulls the pot. He's very articulate. And when he speaks, it's come, it comes from a deep place of compassion, first of all. But it's, it's very intelligent. And so yeah. he thinks it through and he loves our state. He loves this yeah. place like we do. And so that makes it easy for him, and that's why he's so effective. Sounds like you're describing yourself, because what people have said of you is that you're energetic, you're passionate, you're talented, and that you are especially passionate about Mississippi, as we talked about. Yeah. You know, if you look look back at your career, you had the opportunity to tour with Bob Seger. You went to Nashville to pursue your music career. You had, uh, you know, gr- hits like uh, "I Don't I Don't Have to Be Me Till Monday." What a what a great song! You had hit videos. Like waiting on Joe, uh, you've uh, you've done you've even been ranked by Golf Digest as one of the top five celebrity golfers. When do you find time to even golf? 
Well, you have time when you're on the bus. you got to think of something mm-hmm. else to do besides watch the Food Network, which is how I discovered Kat Cora. And I didn't even realize she was from Mississippi, and she became a good, really good friend to this day. In fact, I think our daughter is going to be interning with her this summer. If it, you know, with this pandemic, it's it's up in there. But they want her to still come out, so she's become like a sister. But you know, golf just was something that I needed as an outlet. And uh, I got to tell you, every deal I've ever gotten has been on the golf course. Everyone. Wow, that's every that's record incredible. deal, every publishing <laughs> deal, deal still today golf has been it it's the time you got to realize you can't get a meeting in nashville for 30 minutes but you can spend four and a half hours with them on the golf course and they don't consider it a meeting <laughs> so yeah, that, that, I, that I is so it true it's that is so true i felt the same way about bringing someone out a uh, customer with me on the boat you know you can once you get them on that boat they can't get off unless they're willing to swim yeah exactly. so um, i like that even better because you can't yeah. take them far out and go here's the deal you know? yeah no doubt i love that, no I love that. So, so uh, Steve, what's interesting about your life, though, your your work in philanthropy is a great example, not just in the state of Mississippi, but around the U.S. And the one thing that really kind of touched me was that you were you actually volunteer writing a song or contribute writing a song to a charity. And then whoever the highest bidder is gets to pick what they want that song to be about. And one of the songs, just to give you an example, you've written several, but one of the songs is The Sky's Falling. And it was a song that educates people about um, about the tragedy, actually, of human trafficking. I mean, that's to me, that's some of your best work, actually. Uh, I was in South Dakota. I do a charity event there every year, and uh, it was for after school programs. It was sort of the gift that keeps on giving. And a la- I think she, a lady paid twenty five thousand dollars for me to write a song. She gave it to the charity. And it was way more than I. Uh, she calls and she's crying. Uh, and her name was Patty Joe. I named it Patty Joe's prayer in parentheses afterwards because it sounded like she, it was a prayer that she was telling me of something that was so close to her heart and that she was so concerned about. Uh, and listen, when people talk to you like that, the song is written. It's over. Yeah. All, mm-hmm. all, all, it, it writes itself because all you got to do is just I'm getting chills thinking about how she made me feel. Uh, and, and the song was written. And, you know, it's interesting. There's been a big push in the state of Mississippi. And I keep reaching out to everybody. Look, take the song, use it, use it, have it, you know, because Maine has adopted it, I guess, in a lot of ways. And and South Dakota. But I, I can't get anybody to pay attention yet. So maybe I, maybe Ricky, you'll get people to pay attention and they can take the song and have it to use yeah. maybe maybe as a, a, a vehicle to help raise awareness and some funds to fight this stuff. Yeah, I mean, I've always had a passion for this conversation, and it's uh, it's it's a it's a sad, sad part of our society, unfortunately. The, the hey, human hey, trafficking. Ricky, Ricky yeah. you know the interesting part is I met some of the women who were victims and who have overcome it, mm-hmm. and they they're like your sister or your daughter or your mom, and you would never ever think that these people were were put into this horrible situation. So it, it really hit home for me, man. I mean, I, I, I came home and raced home and went and hugged my mom, my wife, my daughter, my, I mean, called my sisters. It was difficult, you know. So, Steve, one of the things as we continue to kind of lay the foundation for what I think is going to be a, a, a really interesting conversation about the effort, essence of Steve Azar is that throughout your career, you just, I mean, it seems, it seems interesting because blues is always about the crossroads. But as you think about your life and the crossroads that you encountered along the way, you always, always 
passionately picked the road that led you back to Mississippi. And that sort of tells the story of who you are. You've gone, you've gone full circle in your career, and you're back in Greenville now, and you have a, a different kind of a passion. I want to talk about your life growing up. I want to talk about the something in the water chapter. What a great chapter of your life that is, and the, the documentary that came as a result of that. But, uh, but, but at the end of the day, the essence of Steve is this this part of Mississippi. Maybe it's the water. I don't know what it's. It's in your heart and soul about what this state is all about and the contribution that you're still defining in terms of what yeah. you're going to do. And as I said to you off the air, I think some of your best years are ahead of you. I want to play a, 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 the last segment of Waiting on Joe, the video Waiting on Joe, and then we're going to talk on the other side of this. Kyle, would you tee that up, please? Yeah, I'm waiting on Joe. What do you know? Time flies fast and he is slower than I, I told him over and over now don't you be late something in our lives that we've been working on, sweating for, chasing that elusive dream. We focus so much on what we're waiting for that we miss or forget to appreciate what we got. Wow. First of all, I love the song. I love the video. It's, it's more of a, ballad, a ballad than it is a song. It tells an amazing story. But those final words by Morgan Freeman, we focus so much on what we are waiting for that we miss or forget to appreciate what we got. And you were, you know, you wrote this when you were in Nashville. Yeah. So there, it, it was an important chapter in your life. You had, you'd been on the road with Bob Seger. You had, uh, you, you, your, your heart and soul was in that tour. You were only supposed to be on that tour for seven shows. And it evolved into this much greater gig for you. Almost a year. Because yeah. you were, you, you were bringing Mississippi to the stage all the time. And then during your time in Nashville, there was some some people who were trying to un-Mississippi you. And that's part of your story, isn't it? Well, Waiting on Joe was, it was pivotal. So Waiting on Joe was a song that I'd written about three verses that had nothing to do with each other. Joe first was my brother who was always late, who I was working with, drove me crazy. And it was as simple as that. Then it was my dream. I felt like, you gotta realize I was 30, Seven, thirty-seven, at the time, and I still have not had a hit or a record out that was a hit. So I was, come on, man, I'm at the end of the road for an art. You know that. And then I was, and then there was my uncle Joe, who I realized my son was five. He was in the video that was track. He's a filmmaker in Hollywood, by the way now. And and it's interesting. I my uncle Joe was the mayor of Clarksdale, and he was he died of cancer at thirty-three. So there were all Let's these shows. Let's do this. Let's do this. We're going to pick it up right there when we come gotcha. back from the break. This is Steve Azar, and we'll see you on the other side with uh, more of his early story. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.